Father. Thank you for the miracle, Lord, of life to us. Oh, Jesus, we were all born in sin, shaped in iniquity. But at some time throughout our journey, you spoke to us a word that resurrected us out of this slum and muck of this world. Like a little pond lily, we came fighting and struggling our way through. But we're so happy for the rising of the sun and that the word was so bright, Lord, we had to come out of there. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this message. Thank you for a group of people we can rejoice and celebrate with and be strengthened by the word tonight again as we heard this morning about the love of God. And it just makes us want to love you more, Lord. Oh, Jesus, would your presence come tonight again in the atmosphere? Just be right to heal a heart, heal a wounded spirit. Touch someone, Lord, that might be struggling. Someone that might be suffocating under this demonic pressure that we're under. Let them see that there's life and there's hope. There's mercy. There's strength, Lord. Father, may we loosen and come out of there and to worship you and love you and honor your precious name. Lord, we thank you, God, for every single person that is in this building tonight. Those that are streaming or will stream. We love your word and we love your appearing, Jesus. Sons and daughters that have given their hearts to you. We thank you for that, Lord. May we never look on one another strangely or weirdly or make fun. But may we appreciate one another. and Recognize it was your saving grace and mercy. Lord, I know this service is for someone. I just pray as you've laid it on our hearts already that you would just allow that individual to receive it, Lord. Let us create an atmosphere of healing for one another. If it's in the soul, if it's in the spirit, or if it's in the body, we're your sons and daughters. We want to see a complete healing and strength to every life. Lord, go with us tonight, Father. Strengthen the body. Those that are away with their families, those that are uh, in this time of the year with their children, their loved ones, we pray a blessing on them. May they have wonderful times together, enriching times, wonderful memories as we strengthen them by this prayer. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. Amen. Shake hands with someone tonight and greet them in the name of the Lord. And uh, welcome them to the house of the Lord. I'm going to let you have your seats. Thank you, musicians. Thank you very much. If you want to read this, these quotes with us, I think that will be good. Just want to share something. Uh, with you before we right back to the beginning thank you brothers just want to remind you of the season uh, that we're in right now you might remember December 1962 brother Branham spoke is this the sign of the end sir and then in March when the angels appeared to brother Branham out in Arizona there and you know it was in the shape of the cloud and brother Branham said turn the picture sideways and it was the Lord Jesus looking down on the earth and showing that he was present uh, but this very week uh, March 17th through the 24th the lamb opened the seven seals brother Branham went back east and the Lord um, this happens to be the very Sunday that he spoke on the questions and answers and then the seventh seal I think it's a wonderful season that we're in. But Friday morning, I was up early and I was listening to the fifth seal. That would have been Friday, uh, March the 22nd. I just wanted to share a couple testimonies 
that Brother Branham gave at the start of the service. Uh, testimony he wanted to give about um, a few days ago when I was out to my home uh, in Arizona. We got a call that said there was a little boy that had rheumatic fever. And that goes to the heart. His father and mother are such darling, precious friends of mine. It was one of our deacons here of the church, Brother Collins. And his little boy, little Mikey, uh, Joe's playmate, was suffering with rheumatic fever of the heart. And the doctors had sent him home and put him in bed and told the parents not even to let him up or raise him up to take a drink of water, to take it out of a straw. He was so bad. And the parents, faithful, comes to the tabernacle here and believes. And a few nights ago, so this would have been this week during the seals, not trying to wait, we'd announce healing services on Sunday, but seeing that we're going to have to answer questions, uh, that was Sunday morning, they answered the questions. So then we had to omit the healing service. And then I had a little something that I kept, uh, keep, uh, been keeping in my inside of my heart. And the father and mother wanted to know if they could bring the child to the room. And they brought the little fellow out there and the Holy Spirit pronounced him healed. And so the parents being respective of that, taking the little fellow home and sent him on to school, just sent him on to school. And the doctor got a hold of it. So the doctor wasn't very well pleased with such a thing. So he told the mother that the baby should be in bed, of course, and she give him the story. And I think the man I understand is a Christian believer. He's talking about the doctor, a certain denomination. The doctor is. And he said, well, you, it's time for the child for me to examine it. Said you ought to at least have it examined. She said, very well. And took the child down and the doctor examined it. The blood where the rheumatic fever lays. So I understand that the doctor was so amazed. He didn't know what to do. The little boy is perfectly normal, sound and well. Praise be to God. And he's a Collins is here. Is that right, Sister Collins? Yep, that's Mike, little Mikey Collins. Just about six or seven years old. And that happened right in the room about three nights ago. And this is what struck me. Oh, there had to be somebody in that room besides human beings. Hallelujah. I believe tonight there's someone in this room more than human beings. It was the great mighty Jehovah that comes to honor his word. And I'm so grateful to hear that. See, I know we all are. Not only me, but all are. Because what if that was your little boy Or my little boy. God heals little boys. But there was somebody in the room. Besides human beings. We need that person tonight. Then the the second testimony. This is right after this. Brother Branham says I'm giving testimony. He starts talking about the ministry of divine healing. But how he'd come back for the seven seals. A little later you'll understand why I had to do this. And so I'm not a teacher. I'm not a theologian. I just pray for the sick and I love the Lord. Sounds like us, Brother Tim. We're not theologians. We're not, you know, we just love the Lord. Now in this, we're not prophets. I just had to put that in there. Amen. Last night we gave the testimony. Now this is the little girl. I got her name and Billy's got it here now somewhere of the parent who they are. And this little girl was in the last stage of leukemia. So bad they could not feed her by the mouth anymore. 
Her blood transfused through the veins and she was a pretty little thing. She was small for her age. About like this little lady here, I suppose, but she was about this high. Very. They, they were like most of us. You could tell by the dressed child and the parents that they were very poor. Just very poor. But real wet reverent. And the Holy Spirit pronounced that child healed. God still heals little girls and poor people. Now just think of that with leukemia. The little fella and the blood was so bad that they couldn't even feed it through the mouth no more. It had to go to the hospital and take blood transfusions through the veins. Uh, feed it. I, I, I guess glucose or whatever. I don't know what the medical terms does for that disease. But however, it had to be fed that way. And before the child left the place... It cried for a hamburger. Is our God great? The Holy Spirit pronounced the child healed. That Holy Spirit's here tonight. And he says, and the parents, after they'd heard the Holy Spirit of thus saith the Lord, they and them strangers never was around before. Uh, And then brother and sister kid, you know, the elderly couple, they came in. A dandy old couple that just got their seats here for them just a few minutes ago. Brother and sister kid had instructed them on what to do and what to listen for. And the child eat its meals on the road home. Two or three days after that in school and went to the doctor and the doctor was so amazed. He said, there's not even one trace of leukemia found in the child. Praise be to God. I'm speaking these testimonies to give you faith. That same presence and God is here tonight. See, now that's instantaneously on the mark. The power of Almighty God to take a bloodstream and cleanse it out right like that and put the pulsation of new life back in there because your bloodstream is your life, mortal, and create new cells and clean out the old. What it is, it's absolutely, he said, I'd say this, it's a creative act of the almighty God to take a bloodstream that's contaminated with cancer till the little yellow, little fellow yellow and puffed out. And within just a few moments time, a brand new bloodstream. Isn't our God great? Someone was in the room. More than the doctors, more than the preachers and the congregation. God was in the room. And lastly, Brother Branham, this the very next paragraph. Now, this is in the seventh seal on Friday. He said, I believe I'm not going to speak it in his name. I'm going to speak it in my revelation of my faith. And this ought to do something to our faith. What happened in Sabina Canyon the other day? I believe that the hour is approaching when missing limbs will be restored and the glorious power of the creator. I believe if he can make a squirrel appear where there has no, and the people's rejoicing, but you remember the creative, let there be squirrels. You remember that? I believe if God can do that here, if the man or woman just got a part missing and that's complete animal in itself. Oh, he's God. I love him. Amen. If God can create an animal that wasn't and make it there, what about a man or a woman that just needs a missing limb? Just something in your life. Just there it is. May the Holy Spirit just anoint our faith tonight. 
So tonight I want to speak on there will be another spring. This desert shall bloom again. I want that to be our subject as we are going to turn in just a few moments. But um, when you look on the screen here in Isaiah 35, we're going to read. The Bible says the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. And I want this to be personal tonight for individuals, for uh, couples in your marriage, for families, for a church. That there will be another spring. And in the time of the desert times, God's going to allow flowers to grow. Hallelujah. Let's stand tonight. Thank you, musicians. Isaiah 35. Every service is different. Every minister is different. And God lays on the minister's heart. He's like a doctor. Because there's somebody in the congregation that's crying out for something. And I want to say tonight for you, there will be another spring. And it's not because this is the first Sunday of the spring. Last Wednesday was a first day of spring. If, if the Lord would have laid this on our heart in July or November, we would have spoke it just the same. But it just so happens to be this is the first Sunday of spring. But uh, uh, not that we look to signs and seasons in the natural, but spiritually, uh, the, the tonight's service is to give someone hope in a time of hopelessness. And if it's not for you specifically, maybe it's for another person that might just be drinking it all in. And they might be saying, that's exactly what the doctor ordered for me. Amen. Let's read together in Isaiah 35 as we've prayed already. The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them. And the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it the excellency of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God. I just want to say something right now. We are, we're not in the millennium tonight. Amen. And someone might say, well, this is going to be in the millennium. Or someone might say, well, this is for the Jews. This is for the Jewish people. But tonight it's for you. Amen. We're Gentiles. But we take inspiration from the word of God. So I just want you to know we're not in the millennium. And this isn't just for the Jews. As with many other places in the scripture, there's things that are for us as believers. It's the word of God. I take that. Amen. Amen. Verse three, strengthen ye the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong and fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as a heart and the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out and streams in the desert. And the parched ground shall become a pool. 
And the thirsty land springs of water. In the habitation of dragons, where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes. And an highway shall be there and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, though fools shall not err therein. Verse 9, no lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall go up thereon. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Let's read verse 10 out loud together. And the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Praise the Lord. God bless you. You can have your seats. Sometimes you look out over the sands of your life and you see a lot of desert. Sometimes when you look over the sands of time, it can get dusty. It can get dirty. Sometimes it can get grinding in our lives as we've read about the desert and we speak about the desert. Sometimes we look at our lives as believers and it can be like that. We've all experienced dryness in our lives. Who can say amen? I put on the screen some crocuses because it's springtime. And that's what we're speaking on tonight. There shall be another spring. We've all felt the hot sands blow on our faces throughout our Christian experience. And sometimes you get something on your foot and the footsteps become hard. Something in your, in your shoe and it becomes a difficult Pathway, and sometimes your allotment in life seems difficult, hard to take. There's times seem uncertain sometimes. I'm, I'm reading my notes that the Lord gave to me, Brother Tim, in my office. <laughs> life isn't always easy for the believer. Times aren't always nice for the saints of the living God. We're going to talk about seasons in just a moment and fall time and, and, uh, the, the, the summer sun and the winter blues, they call it. But I want to say there will be another spring. Words aren't always sweet and kind in this journey of life. Sometimes the words of others to you. And we won't turn to it, but it came to me out of Psalms 41. Let's turn to Psalms 41. I think it's a good scripture for us. I don't want to lengthen the service, but some of these scriptures that David felt under this inspiration, maybe looking out over a field himself. Maybe it was desert or maybe there was flowers growing. But he realized this was a prophecy even of Jesus. Psalms 41 
Verse 5. This is a Psalm of David. Psalms 41 verse 5. Mine enemies speak evil of me. When shall he die and his name perish? And if he come to see me, he speaketh vanity. His heart gathereth iniquity to itself. When he goeth abroad, he telleth it. All that hate me whisper together against me. Against me do they devise my hurt. An evil disease, say they, cleaveth fast unto him. And now that he lieth, he shall rise up no more. Verse 9. Yea, mine own familiar friend, in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, hath lifted up his heel against me. But thou, O Lord, be merciful unto me, and raise me up, that I may requite them. By this I know that thou favorest me, because mine enemy doth not triumph over me. And as for me, thou upholdest me in mine integrity, and settest me before thy face forever. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, from everlasting and to everlasting. Amen and amen. But verse 9 says, Yea, mine own familiar friend, in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, hath lifted up his heel against me. This is a prophecy of Jesus Christ. Judas betrayed him, one of his own familiar friends. And maybe in, in your life, you've been hurt by a close friend. Maybe a confidant, maybe a family member, maybe an associate, but it was someone near that broke their trust. I want to say to you, there will be another spring. Hallelujah. In our lives as believers, there are reversals. There are failures. There's mistakes that are made. There's times that we're embarrassed. There's times that we're ashamed. There's, there's ups and downs in the believer's life. As much as we don't want to say it, as much as we want to say we're always on the mountain, there are ups and downs in the believer's life. The sun isn't always shining where you are. Sometimes you're on the cloudy side. Sometimes you're on the shadow side of the mountain. Sometimes it rains. Sometimes it pours. Sometimes there's deluges. Could happen in your family. Could happen personally for you. Some years may actually be very lean years. Maybe the profit is small. Maybe there's not even a profit. Maybe there's a loss. Some of you are doing your taxes for this year, both on the U.S. and Canadian side. And sometimes you look at yourself financially and you seem embarrassed like a failure. Sometimes the profits are, are small. Sometimes our ground can get pretty parched and cracked. As we showed uh, one of the photos earlier, uh, the ground of our lives can get parched and cracked. But I want to say this desert, this desert shall bloom again. It's not our desert times. Your life isn't a, a big massive desert of wilderness. That's not what the believer's been promised spiritually. Naturally, we might struggle. Mentally, we might strain. We, we have weak ones among us and poor ones uh, that struggle throughout their lives. But this desert shall bloom again. Hallelujah. Sometimes our cries are louder than our laughs. 
Sometimes our cries are louder than our laughs. Sometimes our groans and our sighs are more than our joy. I'm asking you to look back over the desert times of your life. Sometimes our health fails us. Sometimes we're not as strong as we used to be. Sometimes we stumble. I'm talking about believers. I'm preaching in a message church tonight. I'm not in a megaphone out on the street corner. I'm speaking to believers. Sometimes we stumble. And sometimes we fall. Sometimes we slip. Sometimes we don't make our goals. We're taught to have goals. We're taught to get up and get going. And sometimes there's just not a lot of strength. And we don't make our goals. We're tempted on every side. The believer's life is full of trials. And we will struggle. And there'll be a lot of hardships. But I want to say for you tonight. This desert shall bloom again. And there will be another spring. Brother Branham was preaching at a teenage young man's funeral service. Brother Garnett Peak in Kentucky. And he was talking about might be hard to think or to comprehend it. But let's think of it. Being that we got this here before us this afternoon. Here's the flowers. They're expressing what they come here on earth for. To help cheer the weary. Room this afternoon where this lovely young brother lays asleep. And these flowers we notice. Like you women here in Kentucky. I'm here from here myself. And I notice you plant your flowers around your house. In the summertime they bloom up so pretty and brighten up your home. And then maybe the fall of the year all of a sudden a frost hits them. That's death. But whether already the petals are dropping or whether they're young flowers or whatever they are when frost strikes, it takes them all. That's death. It's no respect of person or ability or age. It just strikes. And where it hits, it takes. Then we notice the petals drop from the little flower then. And out of the flower drops a little black seed. And this was the one I wanted to draw your attention to. And now this may seem juvenile, but that's the way you find God is in the simple things, not the complicated things. God has made it simple. If we just could see it, God has made it simple. If we could just see it and a picture is worth a thousand words. I'm putting it before you tonight, not to amuse you or entertain you, but to let you know there will be another spring. Hallelujah. There will be things that we go through in our spiritual lives, in our soul, in the deep places of our lives. Uh, There will be natural things in our physical bodies and things that we all face. There's emotional things. Brother Branham talked about this soul, body, and spirit. And our spirits have emotional things and mental things uh, within our lives. Sometimes a person just needs water. They just need a refreshment in their life. And I'm going to talk about it a little later. And sometimes you, I'm, I'm talking spiritually. Tonight's a drink of water. But sometimes Satan wants to show you a mirage. And it looks like water and it looks fresh, but you get there and it's just more of the same. 
That's not like our God. He says there will be another spring. There will be another spring. Hallelujah. This might be amusing, but you see here in, in Africa, where it usually was dry, there came uh, rain down. And this camel seems to be enjoying it, but in the desert, it started to bloom again. And being from, uh, I lived in Arizona for three years, and you that are from there or might know the cactus there, but there's seasons of the year after being dry and cracking and just maybe miserable that the rains begin to come. And the rains begin to come. And the seeds that were down in the ground isn't just all dry and cracked, but they begin to grow out. Beautiful flowers. And I want to say tonight, this desert, or what you're going through, shall bloom again. Hallelujah. What wonderful words that the Lord Jesus has for us. You know, sometimes, even on a Sunday night service, a person just needs a time of rest. I know it's spring break and some get away. Some will have spring break maybe in April. But there's times when families just need a rest. There's times when a brother just needs to take a break. I know this is real deep tonight, isn't it? Brother Branham said we, it might seem juvenile, but God is in simplicity. There's times that a mother just needs a break. There's times that a person that might be a little child or a little girl or a little boy, they just need a rest. Sometimes a person just needs to step back and get another perspective. I will show you that in a few moments. We can see things really close and what we're engaged in, but sometimes we need to just take a step back. And you need some time to just look at it. Sometimes sheep just need cool, calm waters. I'm talking to sheep tonight. Sometimes we just need cool, calm waters. Sometimes you just need that time of refreshment. Sometimes you just need to lift up your head. And it don't seem like you're receiving a lot and you don't feel like a strong believer. Maybe even tonight a person's going through a desert time. And you just need to look at it and say, this desert shall bloom again. Let's look at the seasons of our lives as I just put this on the screen to show you how the same tree and all four of the seasons, we have the summertime and sometimes it gets hot. Sometimes it can get humid depending where you live. The sun can be very, very strong. Then we move into the fall time of the year when life seems to be going out. It starts to get cooler. Are you thinking spiritually? There's times when the sun is bright and it's strong. And then there's times when it just seems like life is going out of me. Life is going out of us. It's just a season. Then we come into uh, this time of the winter. Where it gets cold and snow covers. And it gets icy and wind blows. And the short days and it becomes very, very dark. Brother Branham spoke about this under discernment about a women. And he said men are plagued by it also. There's certain times of the year that seems to touch individuals in different places of their lives. It's a winter time. But the purpose of this message tonight is to give you strength that there will be another spring. It's not all just one season. 
God has seasons and times. And you're going to make it through this season. You might be in a summertime and it's hot and sweaty. And then it comes fall. And then for some, they just love that. And others, it just seems like life is going out of me. And am I a Christian? Am I a believer? I don't know what my purpose is. And But then it comes even into winter times for some. And it gets icy and cold. And they want to bundle up and just go into a fire, by a fire and just, you know, get away from everything. But then there is a spring. There's a time when things are just kind of ready to burst out there. How appropriate here we are on the first Sunday of the springtime. God has given you this kind of a message. But in the bride tree, there's times of the spring that speaks of new life. Flowers begin to come out. You can actually smell it in the air. The singing of the birds. It just, it's springtime. It's that time of the year. And a person's heart might be longing for that spiritually and saying, I'm going through these other seasons. I would long for that. I'm going to say to you tonight, there will be another spring. It will come around again. As I was visiting Sister Helen Billisberger, she's not able to be with us tonight. She was just able to come home for a couple evenings and had to be back this afternoon. But I was walking through the hallway of her. She's been in the hospital since November. And then she got uh, transferred to a rehab center just across the road. And so I was able to visit her there Friday. Can you imagine four months in an institution? She hasn't been in church for four months. Uh, she wanted to stream this morning. But as I walked through the hallway, just visiting her, and I prayed with her, and then left her room, I, I saw a sign on one of the doors that said, a thousand mile journey always starts with one step. Maybe you just need to take a step. Amen. Thousand miles, I got a long way to go. Take a step. Amen. Say, but I'm weary with the journey. Take a step. Amen. But I'm old, or I'm wore out. Just take a step. Amen. You're not Sister Helen tonight that's back into the rehab center. You're able to be in the house of God. I thought maybe she'd come this morning. She said, Brother John, I'd be so embarrassed because she has to use a walker. There's seasons of our lives that's not always glory and not always fame. It's not always when the microphone is on and the lights are on you. No, there's times when you feel like turning the lights out and saying, why me, Lord? You're a Christian. You're a believer. There's times that we go through that. And on this next slide, there's sometimes, it's sometimes easy to see the things directly in front of us. And we see right in front of us and it seems so clear to us. But don't forget the big picture. Don't forget, just lift up your head a little bit. We get so focused in and down on our problems, our individual needs or our marriage or what we're going through as a family or our church. That's not healthy. We need to lift up our head, lift up our eyes. Look at the big picture. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 54. We had a young people service on Friday night and brother Michael Andy spoke on a time of struggle. Little did he know this very chapter we had 
looked at for tonight's service and read over the verses. And that was his verse for the young people. Isaiah 54. I think it's good for us to read these positive encouraging messages. It puts faith inside of us. Hallelujah. Time of struggle. Young people go through times of struggle. Little children go through times of struggle. In middle aged and older people. I'll speak to the young people again tonight. Your father and mother struggle. Dads and moms struggle. It's not an easy economy. It's not always bright. There's things that are going on behind the scenes with dad and mom that you don't know nothing about. There's pressures they're carrying that you might not even find out till you're married and have children. You'll say, my, how did they do it? I think it's a sign of maturity for young people to recognize it's not always easy. I don't have to have the newest thing and the best thing. If you have a father tonight, you should be thankful you got a father. If you have a mother tonight, you should be thankful. If you've got a church to go to, we should be thankful. Hallelujah. If it's deep or if it's shallow, if it's high or if it's low, it's God's mercy. Hallelujah. Brother Michael Andes was speaking on a time of struggle. But a time is just a period. It's just a period of time. And how a struggle is required for overcoming. If you're going to overcome, you got to struggle. Sometimes there's perpetual struggles that you just seem to bear for a long time. And we can get weary with that. We need services like tonight to encourage you. There will be another spring. Sister, there will be another spring. Brother, there will be another time. So in Isaiah 54, verse 1, sing, O barren, thou that didst not bear, break forth into singing and cry aloud, thou that didst not travail with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. Enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Spare not, lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes. I think that's what we're doing tonight. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left. And thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Fear not. I hope someone's listening tonight. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed. Neither be thou confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame. For thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth, and shalt not remember the reproach of thy widowhood anymore. Can I have your attention? When the Bible says thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth, we've all had youthful sins. We've all made mistakes. Hello? There's been shameful things in our youth. Whether young spiritually or young as adolescents and teenagers or in our 20s. We've all made raw and rapid mistakes. The Bible is speaking here, thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth. Let me speak to someone here. You're going to grow out of that. God's maturing you to grab a hold of the next rung on the ladder. There will be another spring. There will be another time. 
This desert time is not always going to be desert. Waters are going to flow down there. Grass is going to grow. Where the dragon used to lay is going to now be brushes. And there's going to be, oh, you look at me tonight like some of you are like, oh, Brother John, it's a nice story. It's the word of God. I say, let it be thus saith the Lord. Like a little girl that had leukemia. Do we need to get that low to where we're just barely breathing and barely till we have thus saith the Lord? You're pronounced well. Brother Bottom said that was none other than the creative hand of God. To cause death lurking in a blood cell. That's the creative hand of God. To be able to put life back in there. God can put life back inside of you. Right in this service tonight, God could breathe life into someone. He could bring them hope again. Someone that's never been baptized could tonight say, I desire to give my life to Christ. I want to be baptized. That happened to Brother John in March when I was just 12 years old. A month before I was 13. I was sitting in a Sunday night service. And the pastor said, is there anyone here that would like to be baptized? And my hand went up. I'll never forget the night, Brother Frank. Never been the same from that night till this night. Yes, there's times and we moved here when I was 16 and God gave us a real birth. I was telling Brother Ashish about this this last week when we had breakfast together. And when we moved to the log church in 1988 and I was 16 years old. And I would say that's when we had a real birth by the word. There's seasons. There's experiences that we have. There's things that we go through as individuals. Don't get hung up in a season. Don't let something that should be passing become permanent. Don't let an attitude drag you down or some spirit Satan's pronouncing on you to let it become a lifestyle. Shake that off tonight. Under the sound of the word of God. Come out of that. Hallelujah. There will be youthful things. But you can come through that. Verse 5. For thy maker is thine husband. And the Lord of hosts is his name. And thy redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. The God of the whole earth shall he be called. For the Lord hath called thee as a woman forsaken. And grieved in spirit. And a wife of youth. When thou wast refused, saith thy God, for a small moment have I forsaken thee, but with great mercies will I gather thee. Someone might be thinking, one of those theologians, that Brother John, isn't that the Jewish people? Isn't that just for them? No, this is a promise for us. These are things that we can take for a small moment. Have I forsaken thee, but with great mercies will I gather thee. Verse 8, in a little wrath, I hid my face from thee for a moment. But with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on thee, saith the Lord thy Redeemer. For this is as the waters of Noah unto me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah shall no more go over the earth. So have I sworn that I would not be wroth with thee nor rebuke thee. For the mountains shall depart, and the hills be removed. But my kindness shall not depart from thee. Neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord, that hath mercy on thee. 
Someone believe this tonight. Way down inside of you is a seed. And every flower starts with a seed. A pond lily fights through the muck. That's in you tonight. As we look here in verse 11. O thou afflicted, tossed with tempest, and not comforted. Maybe that's describing some here. Or an individual. Been tossed around, and you're not comforted. Behold, I will lay thy stones with fair colors, and lay thy foundations with sapphires. And I will make thy windows of a gates and thy gates of carbuncles and all thy borders of pleasant stones and all thy children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be the peace of thy children in the name of Jesus Christ. Great shall be the peace of thy children say, but I'm not right next to them, but the word is eternal. Wherever they're at tonight, just speak it out there. My children will have peace. They will be comforted. Amen. Sister Sammy, in the name of Jesus, verse 14, in righteousness shalt thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression. Is these good verses? Thou shalt be far from oppression. For thou shalt not fear and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. Behold, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work. And I have created the waster to destroy. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. And every believer knows our righteousness is not of us. It's of God. It's of God's mercies. It's God's grace that we are not killed. That we are not destroyed and grabbed down with the dragons. We will not allow terror to destroy our children's mind. We will not allow our homes to be raped by Satan's lies. Hallelujah. Keep struggling tonight. Brother Branham in Jeffersonville said, Our Heavenly Father, we thank Thee tonight for the Lord Jesus Christ and for His power and for His love. And to know that in this great noble day that we're living, when the prophets of old foresaw this day and gave commandments concerning it, saying that how that men would be heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but would deny the power thereof, when he said there'd be scoffers in the last days and would make fun and ridicule and were living in it, Father. At that day, the carriages... Carriages, I believe it was Nahum, the prophet, prophesied this. The carriages would rage in the broadways. They'd run like lightning. Brother Branham said he saw outer drive in Chicago. Carriages were the, were the automobiles. And they'd run like lightning. They had lights on. They didn't know what a car was. He was prophesying. They'd seem like torches. 
All these great prophecies fulfilling when Jesus said tidal waves would break the shores up and down the banks of the sea. When great signs and wonders would appear in the heavens above, such as flying saucers and things. Because of these signs would cause the world to fear and to quake. It would cause earthquakes in divers places and all manners of things. And perplexed of times and distress between the nations. Are we there? And he said in that day, that Israel would blossom. Hallelujah. That old six point star of David is waving over Jerusalem tonight. For the first time for 2,500 years, nations are breaking. The fig tree putting forth its buds. All the other trees are putting forth its buds. The wicked ones are putting forth their buds. Romanism's putting forth its buds. Communism's putting forth its buds. And your church is putting forth its buds. Springtime's coming. For the believers, it is here. Oh, hold on to that because it's our next scripture. Springtime is here. Oh, great master of life, rise with healing in your wings, Lord, and give your servants all powers and signs to stretch forth the hand of thy holy child, Jesus, to perform miracles and do signs and to preach the gospel to the ends of the earth. Grant it, Lord. I say grant it, Lord. We're in Cloverdale, Vancouver. Grant it, Lord. Here was the scripture that was upon our heart in Psalms 30. Verse 5, for his anger endureth but a moment. In his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Good morning. Hallelujah. Some of you need to look at your trial and say, good morning. You try to wake up a child or wake up a teenager when they're sleeping and say good morning. It might not say good morning. But to someone that's in sorrow, someone that's in pain, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Hallelujah. I felt to say this to someone tonight. Good morning. It's time for your desert to bloom. Get out of the cellar. Get out of the attic. The roses are blowing, are blooming. The rivers are flowing. Don't put this off to somebody else. And maybe if you're fine, maybe you need to hold this for someone else. Let's talk about mirages. Who's ever heard of a mirage before? Most of you have seen these things, a mirage. You go down the road and you see something that looks like water. You look down the road and it just looks like there's water. Here in Nebraska, there's no water on the road here. That's a mirage, which is produced by heat rising over the blacktop as the light rays are shimmering. That's called a mirage. It's not real. When when you look out over a field or over a desert, it can look like there's a lot of water out there. It just looks like that tractor is in water. Brother Bradham talked about mirages. And and tonight I want to mention it in a certain way. Mirage can look so real and not be real at all. 
and things can look like they're totally in control and they be in total, total chaos and confusion. Satan might be trying to show you a mirage tonight. In Chicago, Brother Branham talked about David being a psalmist and a woodsman. He lived in the woods. He knowed what it meant to be in the woods. He was always rode of still waters and green pastures and the shady places. He knowed what it was because a shepherd has to find those things. He has to know where those beautiful places are. Many times I've been in the desert riding out there, just place where I'd have to lead my horse. Poor thing was so much out of water, we couldn't have any to drink. The horse or I. How, how we, we would thirst. Oh, if only I could find a track somewhere to get back. And then when we would get to that state, the devil begins to show you mirages. You know what a mirage is. Did you ever go down the road and look and see the sun shining on the road? Look like a lot of water. Oh, it'll fool you. Here not long ago, same quote, I seen there was a bunch of geese coming from Canada or ducks and they seen one of those on the road talking about a mirage and fell on the road and they all bursted open. They thought it was water. Is that incredible? It was so real. The ducks and the geese thought it was water and they all bursted. Oh, the devil's got many a pitfalls for the people, it looks like. I've seen people thirsting where they've run into those places and fall into them. Look, think that they was in water. Looks like that big running water and throw sand up on their face. Thinking it's water and it's nothing but hot burning sand. They're living in a mirage. It's not real. And the devil's told you little lady and you sister. That if you do these things and you brother and you do all these things and have a little social... A lot of old narrow-minded stuff. Well, you don't want to listen to that old crack preacher. You don't want that Bible. That was translated four, five times. There's nothing to it. You can join church and be a good citizen. Somebody was saying that. You don't need to listen to that old crack preacher. You don't need to read the Bible. They've said that about the message. Have they not? They close their ears and they they just don't want it. They just, it's all fallacy. They're living in a mirage. That's nothing else in the world but a mirage the devil showed you. You're just heaping more sorrows all the time on you. But there's a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. And sinners, that's us, plunged beneath that flood, lose all their desire for the world. For if you love the world or the things of the world, the love of God is not even in you. It's satisfying portion of God he has for each of you. It's for whosoever will. Do you want to be healthy? Do you want your marriage to be strong? Families to be strong? Our church to be strong? We can't be living on a mirage. And if nature... If ducks and geese will do that and land and all be broken apart, people do that. They'll go on a tangent. They'll they'll just think they're living life. It's a mirage. And there are all kinds of things going on. They're throwing water on their face. It's sand. It's just sand. It's just more desert experiences. They're not happy. Brother Tim talked about it this morning. I say amen to it. I don't want to grow up to be an old crabbed person. Hello. Hello. 
We see it in the church. We see it around people that we love. Just crab it old. And maybe you look in the mirror and you're becoming crabbed and old person. Older than you were an hour ago. Don't be a crabbed person. Let, let there be some flowers bloom again and this desert bloom again. But a mirage, here, here it is in Anambia, represents a shimmying pool of water. And the illusion is caused by the refraction or bending of light. In layers of air above the desert's hot surface. People can get so into their situation. And looking in their desert. They just think things are there that's not there. And they'll just walk and walk. And they never get there. It's a mirage. It's a desert time. In Edmonton. Brother Bradham said. And many times the tourists. Wander off the road and get into the desert. To pick some flowers. And all of it looks alike. And they can't find their way back. And before they die, they see those mirages. And they run to it and jump into it, thinking they're throwing water on them, but they find they're only throwing hot sand on their head. And a long time before death, the great vultures come from the skies and pick their eyeballs out. While they're laying on the desert. How oft is people... Sinners and church members and pretenders. When the devil shows you a mirage where you can be popular, you dress so and so and go with the crowd and so forth. And the buzzards of hell pick your eyes out to the gospel. I say, God, save us from that. We can have a feast right in front of us. A smorgasbord. We can be being treated like kings and queens and think we're being abused. I've heard it. People can be right in a good church or right around good parents and they think they have it hard and they think they're being abused and mentally and all the, it's nonsense. It's the, it's the devil. It's a mirage. You can be popular and dress a certain way and, but it's the buzzards of hell. Picking your eyes out to the gospel a long time before physical death ever strikes you. You go to a meeting and say, I don't believe in that stuff. Why the buzzards of hells picked your eyes out. That's your spiritual sight. God give us strength tonight to fight off those buzzards. Hallelujah. And hear ye him. There's not one scripture in the entire Bible, but what will dovetail and connect with the next scripture. Every bit of it is one great big picture. All the way from the Garden of Eden, on the way of Calvary, back to the Garden again. Just one great picture. Beautiful picture. I'm trying to show you part of it tonight. Being a Christian isn't boring and and, and always bad and a hardship. And I do not mean, he said, to be sacrilegious by making this statement. And if it's a mistake, God forgive me. But it's like a jigsaw puzzle that you have. Putting it together. You have to have the Holy Spirit to put it together. Maybe that's the problem. People don't have the Holy Spirit. Or they think they do and they don't. Or they need the Holy Spirit like tonight to just quicken the word. This is what he's talking about right here. He's talking about having the picture 
on the left-hand side, having a picture of the jigsaw puzzle, and then you put it together. And there's pieces all over. Where does this go? Where does that go? You think I'm working on this waterfall? No, it's really this waterfall. Well, I want th- this tree over here. And really, you got to look at the main thing. And Brother Branham said, putting it together, you have to have the Holy Spirit to put it together. Just like on the jigsaw puzzle. You get the picture to one side and look at the picture and then place it according to the way the picture looks. So if your life isn't matching up with the picture, you don't need to change the picture. And stop trying to force things in there that it's not supposed to go there. Well, it looks like it is, and it's kind of the same. It's not the same. It's all weird and things. And and you wonder why. And Brother Branham said here, I don't mean to be sacrilegious. I don't mean to be sacrilegious, but I think the point's getting across. The picture is, is right. And sometimes our life seems like a a big jigsaw puzzle. But we have to have the right picture. I thank the Lord for giving us a picture of flowers blooming again. And the waters flowing again. Because I'm going to show you something how Satan is a cruel taskmaster. In Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The wages are the salary of sin is death. Proverbs 13 verse 15. Good understanding giveth favor. But the way of transgressors is hard. It's hard. It's difficult. And I'm going to show you this again. I want to show you some before and after. This is drug use. Their faces. I want to show you some pictures of, of men and women that show the damage drugs can do to their face. These are all from the sheriff from Oregon. Faces that were normal, even attractive in their initial photos shot when the addicts were first arrested and, and, and the drug use over years and sometimes just months. How their face goes gaunt. And pitted even toothless wrecks. I want you to notice this. From 2001 to 2008. What drugs did to this person. Here's another one. In three years. Look at this. Satan was out to destroy people. They think they're having fun. They're getting momentary release. He's just pitting their faces. Destroying their lives. In one year, look at this person's face. These are literal from the sheriff's office. These are people you can see that used to be strong and, but after just a short time, look at this. You can look in their eyes and know Satan's demons of hell will destroy a life. I thank God for you that God saved out of the drugs and alcohol scene and perverted. Look at this from February to December on one year. That wasn't a happy year. 
Not a happy life. Look at this. Just in one year, what happens? Drugs. I'm glad, friends, that God's done something for you. This is one year from May to November. Six months. That's what Satan wants to do to your spiritual life. Deformity. Changing things. Before and after. Before and after. At one, right after the other. This is from January to August of the same year. This is what Satan is doing to his people. The way of a transgressor is hard. The wages of sin is death. But I'm glad for the believer, God doesn't do that to us. He's not playing games. We can just shout to the world. God isn't going to make you live your life as a Christian. Then, a, then the rapture happened and you miss it and there's a tribulation. You show up at the judgment and you miss it all. God's not going to do that to you. He loves you too much. He's doing whatever it takes to grab your attention, move into your heart. Aren't you thankful for that kind of a God? These kind of people found out very soon that the way of a transgressor is hard. Hallelujah. Maybe the Lord's anointing some heart tonight. When I show you these pictures of these men and women on drugs, it's amazing because we see that the curse has come upon this earth and we live in a cursed body and this planet earth is under the curse of sin. But Brother Branham and Jeffersonville said, if nature is as pretty as what it is being perverted, what will it be when it gets converted back to the will of God? If land can bear grapes that takes two men to pack them on their back, what will it be, and that a perverted land, what will it be when it's converted back to God? Christ comes, the desert shall blossom as a rose. It'll be a conversion. Now we're going to end tonight in future home. Brother Branham said what he does with the earth, he does to the believer. So it's spiritual tonight. The desert shall bloom again. That's why for the Gentiles it's spiritual. But for the Jews there will be a time when their desert shall bloom again. Let me just give you something we listening to on the way to church out of the seventh seal. Because we're just following this week. My wife and I, we were listening to the seventh seal come into service. Do you remember the, 20, the 144,000? How there'll be 12,000 out of each tribe. And there's 12 tribes. And Brother Branham talked about how when, when the bride leaves, there'll be Moses and Elijah come back. How many know that? We're in Revelations 10. Revelations 11 is Moses and Elijah coming back for the 144,000. It's right there in the Bible. But Brother Branham talked about all these years. How are those people that are alive tonight over in Israel that don't even know what tribe they're from? Am I from this tribe? Am I from... There's going to be 12,000 out of every tribe that's going to be part of the redeemed from, from Israel. Do we believe that? Well, how are you going to know what tribe you're from? I don't know what lineage. I don't know where I'm at. They've lost it in the wars. They've lost it in fires. Brother Bradham said, they might not know, but God knows. 
God knows what tribe you're from. God knows what seed of God you are. Say, I don't know if I am. I don't know if I'm not. I don't know if I've been raised in church or raised out of church. But God knows you're a seed of God. And if God knows that for natural Israel, he knows it for spiritual Israel. Do we believe that tonight? This is what we're talking about. And the dry places will spring up from the water. I'm right here in this. And the dry places shall spring up from the water. And the earth shall blossom and bloom and blossom. Oh, that will be a time when men's hearts will be converted into godly men. That's been to making their choice now will live in that place. Let me read that again. The dry places will spring up from the water and the earth shall bloom and blossom. Oh, that will be a time when men's hearts will be converted into godly men. That's been to making their choice now will live in that place. Amen. Oh, look at these desert roses. The desert shall blossom with the rose. These are desert roses. Do you notice something? They're not all the same. These are desert roses. That was our opening scripture. And here it is in future home. We're coming to the end of the service. Notice. No graves. No teardrops. Never. No more bloodshed. She'll never be moistened by a teardrop or a blood. No. Be no more wars. No. No clouds of winter. No cold snow upon the breast of her. Won't lay there no more on it. The hot sun will not never burn its grass. He said hallelujah. Even the desert shall bring forth roses. That old sticky desert will blossom one day like a rose. God said so. When she is redeemed, when she takes her fire baptism, there's all kinds of cactuses and stickers and everything there now. But she's got a fire baptism coming. Like the man was when he still had hatred and malice and strife in him. When the fire baptism come, it cleaned it off. No more jealousy. No more of nothing. It's just absolutely as a dwelling place for God. And remember, that's his delegation that's going to meet him over yonder. Don't you want to go to that place? It's happening right now spiritually. There will be another spring. We're going to a place where there is no graves. There is no teardrops. There is no prayer request. Is that right? What's that hives all over your body? It's not going to be there. What's those tumors and back troubles and knee troubles and glasses? Hallelujah. No glasses in heaven. No contacts needed. No false teeth or added teeth. Hallelujah. No crutches. No cots. No stretchers. No wheelchairs. Is that why the gift of healing was like the first fruits? 
It was like the former rain that was letting them know. Here it is. Here's healing. It's showing you there's a new body coming. But don't stop there. There's a soul conversion. There's a new birth. There's a former and latter where it falls in the same month. That's where God births and teaches and matures and it happens very, very fast. Praise be to God. This desert shall bloom again. Can you believe it? We're in our last slide. 64 slides. There will be another spring. There'll be a time when you're going to come out of that. And you won't be looking at that wall like that again. You won't be looking at the situation exactly the same. I wonder tonight if the Lord would just give us a, a glimpse. Maybe if we would just have the change and go to the other side and then look back and understand it better. I wonder if God would give you or I that experience if it would give us strength now. Just a little bit more added strength. Would it? If God took somebody in their fleshly body that was a mistake and a failure themselves and yet spoke a word to you in due season that you would know that's God. God's talking to you. It's out of the Bible. It's out of a message. It's put on a screen. It's in the flesh of brothers and sisters. When we look out of around the room tonight, each one of us are going through fall times, summer times, winter times. But there will be another spring. There's, there's going to be another time when flowers come out of that snow. You will smile again. Hallelujah. Tonight you might be groaning and and sighing. But there will come a time where God will give you strength again. Peace will be declared over your valley. And you won't just be thinking about horror stories and dark gloomy moaning and groaning. And failures and fallings. God just breathes. A breath into your heart of inspiration. Happy birthday, brother Jay, brother Beatty. 60 years old. God bless you, brother Beatty. Let's all say, God bless you, brother Beatty. 60 years old. Hallelujah. He reminded me by saying, glory. Sorry we couldn't make it yesterday. We're preparing for this message. Here's a gift. There'll be another spring. There won't be no horror in heaven. And there won't be any bad dreams or nightmares. All will be peace forevermore. Don't be the lineup of people that I showed you. And I noticed a couple of you didn't even want to look. And I understand. Satan wants to put in front of us bad memories and show us, loser, loser, that's you, that's you, that's where you're going. And God just grabbed a hold of those lies tonight and turned it right around and said, what Satan meant it for evil, God's turned it around for good. 
Say, I've been in prison for two years. Brother John was thinking of this just right before our musicians come. I was thinking of this. Maybe I was in my study. (laughs) I was thinking maybe somebody in our church has gone through it for a whole year. Maybe two years of your life you've gone through this. And God is saying to you, it's over. Good morning. And maybe you've wept through the night and maybe you've looked at your life as a miserable failure. I want to say to you tonight, good morning. I know it's difficult. Somebody wakes you up out of sleep and you feel like rolling over. Oh, I'm just you. No, no, no. No, it's good morning. The light's on. The birds are singing. The flowers are growing. God bless you tonight. May the Lord breathe strength into each one of you. We're pilgrims. On a journey. On a narrow road. But God has spoken tonight to us. And maybe given somebody a a little glass of water. Maybe you just needed a little rest. We can preach doctrine. We can preach the deep things. Here we are March the 24th. The very night he preached the seventh seal. I have preached the seventh seal to you. It's Christ. It's the word. It's what we need in that season. Hallelujah. I thank the Lord Jesus for that. Let's stand to our feet tonight. Brother Derek, you'll come and help us sing this song. Let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich. And I tried to find that, Brother Frey, and I couldn't find the right number. So you all sang this so good. Yes. Thank you, brother. Why couldn't I find that? Probably spelling it wrong. (laughs) All right. We're just waiting for the musicians. Come on out, brothers. We say I am strong.
scripture. We go to verse 1. Here is the verses come right out of the Bible. So let's sing it like a big choir. Lift up our voices. Whatever our, what we're going through, just speak the word. And we are commanded by the scripture to say what we're saying. Speak it to your brother. Speak it to your sister. Speak it to yourself. This is the word of God. Heavens and earth passes away, but this word will not. Let's sing it from the bottom of our hearts. from the great north that's 
back there. She was just up in Grand Prairie with us just after camp. And you might remember Steve and Sister Lillian. And we left camp. Brother Aaron sang this on the Sunday morning. You might remember. And that was just on our heart all that week. And we got into our motel in Grand Prairie and we came to the first service and Brother Stephen Dodd comes out and starts singing this song. I thought, that's incredible. Just continuing right on. And so we sang that song again and then it, we go on Friday night, Saturday morning. Now Saturday night, I thought, Lord, we're not going to go four services without some, giving someone an opportunity to respond. Without someone giving them an opportunity. So just three quarter way through the service and the Lord just took a turn and, and gave them an opportunity. And the pastor was the first. Pastor's wife, deacon, song leader, musician was all at the altar. We didn't have no music. There was all crying out to God. There was a little 10 year old boy came up that night. Do you remember the quotes we shared with you that for weeks following, they would be coming back? The pastor, the people giving testimony. Who remembers that? Yes, that happened this last week. Last Thursday night, the little boy began to talk to his father about repentance and what it means. And he didn't want to miss the rapture. I texted back to the brother. I said, how old is your son? Ten years old. He said he came forward that Saturday night. And he told me yesterday, the father, he said, my son's been different since Thursday night. Hallelujah. One plants, one waters. God gives the increase. For weeks, we're weeks past camp, but God's still laboring and working. You might be going through a desert. You might be struggling. You might be through a, a difficult season. There will be another spring. There will be another time when the crocuses begin to grow and the tulips begin to come up and the birds start singing. And we walked around our house the other day and my my wife said, Mike, can't you smell that? Spring is in the air. And you know, we can get so busy, so rushing, so going that we miss the very thing God's put all around us. Spring has sprung. Sorrow may be for the night and weeping might be for a long time, but joy cometh in the morning. Good morning, little bride. Good morning. Thank you, Jesus. Let's sing the last verse. I will walk. Oh, I will walk
bow our heads tonight. Brother Benjamin, I want what you want for me, dear Lord. Whatever. another spring I'd love to see those flowers bloom in this situation I need a ray of light to come through the darkness Lord God bless you all over the building maybe someone would say I need my desert to bloom again Lord I want to see water in this parched place I don't want to see dragons laying down in the straws. I want to see the bulrushes and God's promises 
growing in my life. I don't want to live by anger and fear and question. I want to live by the power of the Holy Ghost. No matter what's happening around me or what season that it is. God, pour in strength tonight. Pour in strength to our young. Pour in strength to our old. Pour in strength to the middle-aged. To the single ones. Pour in strength to our marriages, Lord. Husbands and wives. Pour in strength to our families. How we need it at these times, Lord. May deserts bloom again. May they see another springtime. Lord Jesus, many hands have gone up. I see some have both hands lifted up. We're needy people, Jesus. The seventh seal was spoken 56 years ago tonight in a little humble building. Here we are years later in 2019. It's still the same. Jesus has never changed. Not one syllable, not one line. The angel of the Lord is present. Like little Mikey Collins had the rheumatic fever. Someone else was present in that room. Besides just human beings. May the Holy Ghost declare tonight individually to hearts that are here. He's made us needy to show his strength. He made us human to show his supernatural power. Lord, may we not lean on those things as crutches or excuses, but may we rise in the name of the Lord. I am what I am because of what the word has made me. We are what we are because of the grace of God. We are the continuation of the messages that we've heard. And may there not be one jot or one tittle fall to the ground. But may these men and women pick them up. May they grasp a hold of them. May they catch them going by and say, that's for me. That's for our marriage. That's for our family. I apply that in Jesus' name. And when someone is weak beside of us, we are called to pick them up. Carry them. Speak a word. Create an atmosphere. Let us be declarers of this message. There will be another spring, brother. Sister, there will be another spring for you. And may we live that, Lord Jesus. May we carry it around this globe. Brother Jean Manassi and Sister Angelica went to Victoria over the weekend. Bless them, Lord Jesus. Others are traveling, even in Africa, Florida, even throughout this holiday season. Some are leaving right after the service, tonight and tomorrow. Loved ones, families are on the roads, they're together. Some just couldn't afford it. So they're staying home, they're But I pray that this would not be an empty time for none. Or a time of sliding back. An empty time of just turns into the devil's workshop. But I pray the Holy Ghost would get inside of us as men and women and take us another step. Move us further. 
May we speak these things to one another in our fellowships. May we grab a hold of somebody's arm or their hand or their shoulder and be a strength. Speak positive words that can uplift someone, that can drive back a demon spirit, that can, God can heal their bodies. Given a testimony of the little girl that was healed of leukemia. The Lord Jesus spoke, thus saith the Lord, through a prophet's lips and drove back that leukemia. Oh, Father, you're the same God. Missing limbs are coming back. If you could create squirrels and you could do something that wasn't even there, surely you can take something that is here. Missing limbs, a brother, a sister, a loved one, a child, a son or daughter, a spouse. You can bring that limb back together again. Maybe it's been a year or two. Maybe they kind of took a year off. Maybe for two they've been sliding and we've been wondering. But tonight the Lord Jesus has spoken a word to catch their wondering spirit and bring it back again. Father, it would mean so much to us if you would do that amongst us more and more as we see the day approaching as we gather ourselves together I believe you're doing these things Lord Jesus and we just want to thank you Lord we want to thank you Lord thank you Lord I'm happy now that I am My love. 
keeps going through my heart. I don't know if we know it here. Something keeps holding me. Something keeps holding me every day I see. Amen. I think Brother Paula Fontaine wrote this. Amen. Let's sing this, then we'll go tonight. Something keeps holding me. Brother Derek's going to help us. Something keeps holding me. Every day I see. 